0: Hello, and welcome to Talk Comics to Me. I'm Champ Champenstein. All right, my name is Heather Hadfield. I like that,
1: what is that word called? Like, you have CC, I have HH. I know there's a word for
0: it. I I don't know the word. Anyone? Can anyone help us? <laughs> I don't know. I, I doubt anyone could help us. That's okay, well,
1: it is a thing. Uh, I'll figure it out someday, and uh, maybe my next, you know, issue, I can just be like, "Hey,
0: that's what this is."
1: Anyway, we're here on a Wednesday. New, <laughs> new comic book day. You did it. It's been almost a year now, and I will eventually not try to say free comic book day on Wednesdays. Yeah. But
0: it is new comic book day, and free comic book day is coming up. Yes,
1: it's in, what, about two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Um, so we're here to talk about our comics. Yeah. So, <clears throat> if you're a fan of Thor, I would uh, <laughs> recommend getting this Mighty Thor <laughs> number one in 3D. I can't read 3D if I don't have my glasses on because I can't see anything. Funny story, actually. I made the same mistake when I saw Thor Ragnarok in theaters. Thor, 3D. Fucks me up. Uh, This is just a reprint of the first issue, Jane Foster becoming Lady Thor. So I don't really have anything to say about it, except for the fact that it's been re-released
0: in 3D, and it's great. Um, She has her 3D glasses on right now, if you're listening.
1: Yeah, I got my 3D glasses on. I'm going to wear them the entire time. I hope you can
0: hear it. (laughs) In the other dimension, in the third dimension. Yes. Or do do they also need to be having... 3d glasses yeah in on? order
1: to hear me you have to put your 3d <laughs> glasses on too <laughs> just do it it'll be worth it but yeah thor mighty thor number one jason aaron 3d
0: okay so my pick of the week is thanos
1: yes thanos teeny oh.
0: teeny this is a six-part series by teeny howard who is absolutely wonderful this is actually the first full series i will have read from her
1: i love teeny yeah, I say
0: it all the time. I love Teeny. Yeah, I guess I, I, know, I know. I know you love Teeny. It's true. I've never really cared about Thanos whatsoever. And this kind of gave me an interest in Thanos and Gamora and that kind of story that I've never gotten into before. So I'm very excited. Some new stuff for me. I'm excited for you. So yeah, I I suggest picking this up. Six issues. What is it about, though? Is um, it like his origins? <laughs> my bad.
1: <laughs> you got distracted by the glasses. It's I did. I, okay. I
0: did. It's just like the Daredevil Punisher thing from last week. <laughs> it has got to be something every week. This series seems to be about how Thanos raised Gamora. Since Gamora did kill Thanos, it's all about that relationship and how they've built up together. I really enjoyed this first issue because it just deals with Thanos destroying everything and getting Gamora. I hate those glasses. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it.
1: We'll see how long I can wear them. It's giving me
0: a headache. Is is it my turn? It is your turn. Yeah. Okay. It, get Thanos. Thanos. Six issues. Teeny. Done. Okay.
1: I have issue number three of The Forgotten Queen. Another teeny. We got two teenies. <laughs> two teenies. This book is about an immortal woman. She... I guess the the point of her story, like, in this part is she's just trying—she's lonely. She's immortal, so she never really forms connections with people, so she's just trying to find someone who is on her level. The one person that she did find that she, like, fell in love with and realized that she could do human things with, like falling in love, uh, was another woman. I can't think of what her name is, but she pretty much just shunned her, like, I don't want anything to do with you. I just uh-huh. wanted to fuck. Yeah, I and it, it yeah, it like it broke her heart. So this issue, there's there's only four in the series, so it's coming to its end. So there's a lot of things that like tied up from the first two issues that were mentioned. But I don't think I'll be disappointed by this ending at all. There's yeah. in something or in every issue there's something that I really love. And this one it has Vlad the Impaler and how she inspired him with her blood. To become cool, the person cool. that he was. Yeah. So it's pretty much saying that every bad person that had existed in the past, she influenced them somehow. And I thought that was really cool. Forgotten Queen. Teeny. Okay.
0: We're just flying through them today. Right through. I have Ghost Tree. Oh. Ghost Tree. This is a interesting book. It is about a young man who is Japanese and grew up in America and he it's so it's so strange I don't I it's this first issue is just building up to what the rest of the series will be but he is in Japan in the beginning as a young boy maybe six or seven and is sitting with his grandfather and his grandfather takes him into the forest and has him sit underneath this tree with him and then he's like come back in ten years after I die (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was real spooky and then he does go back and you find out all there is to be about this tree and you find out that there's ghosts around the tree ghost tree yeah the Here title of the book title of the book and I don't know i I'm gonna I'm gonna get the second issue I just am very I'm very unsure right now. I wish I wish it kind of wanted the first wanted the first ghost story there, if that's what it was going to give me. So,
1: yeah, I was hoping it would jump right in. How's the art, though?
0: The art is pretty good. I mean, I enjoy it. It's a little mm. little rough, light, light colors. Kind of reminds me of a little bit of like Gabriel Ba's style.
1: Yeah. And it looks like the colors just remind me of uh, rain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dark. Yeah. It's a it's a. It's an all right first issue. Okay. That's good to
1: know. I have the Avengers. Um, This one obviously ties in with War of the Realms, but it's not the actual Avengers in the story. This is, to be honest, more of a side story, I would say. It's like all the uh, separate War of the Realms, like Punisher series like that. That's what it feels like. So in this... The War of the Realms has come to Earth, and Agent Colson has created a group of genetically modified superhumans that he calls the Scott.
0: Squad. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: going to put my glasses back on. Um, the Squadron Supreme of America. It's red, white, and blue. So, um, yeah, the Son of Cole creates the Squadron Supreme of America, and they are, I I can't honestly even remember their names, Nighthawk, Power Princess, Hyperion, Doctor Spectrum, and The Blur. I don't know if they've ever been mentioned before, I don't know who they are, but it was interesting to see this version 1.5 of the Avengers taking over, I forget where they're at... I wanna say Manhattan because that's where most of it takes place. Yeah. DC. Washington, DC. Fighting the frost giants there. It's interesting to get that other group of the Avengers fighting the Frost Giants. War of their owns. Jason Aaron. <laughs> yes. I didn't hate it, is what I wanted yeah. to say. Like i I was more interested than I thought, considering it didn't have the Avengers in it.
0: The next book I have is Dick Tracy Forever. This is a new Dick Tracy series. That is a whole new creative team from the last Dick Tracy series I read. It's a, it's not as good as the last Dick Tracy series I read, but I liked it. Like it was enjoyable overall. The art was pretty good. The one thing I just wasn't a huge fan of was the way Dick Tracy looked. But it was really had that. I'm trying to think of the word. Classic? Uh, old school? No. That kind of, like, old school funny stuff. Oh, yeah, the, the, the funnies. <laughs> <laughs> the funnies, exactly. We got
1: it. Yeah, the funnies. <laughs> <laughs> These
0: glasses make me smarter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Sorry, everybody. Worth it. It kind of has that slapstick humor to it. <laughs> Is that the one? It's not exactly the humor I was looking for, but it helps. It's it's good, so if you like kind of that old-timey talk and funness, there's that to it. (laughs) There's also a crossword puzzle.
1: I'm (laughs) real good at crossword puzzles.
0: And a maze. So if that's
1: what you want. Wait, is that a crossword? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, it is. I was thinking a crossword was a word search. Just kidding. I got my... My yeah. puzzles mixed up.
0: And my word puzzles. So oh yeah, God. Dick Tracy forever. I'm I'm done talking. We both have Invisible, Invisible Kingdom. Kingdom. This is issue number two of this really enjoyable series. Yes, it's very. Uh, there's it's a uh, high sci-fi. It is. <laughs> it is high sci-fi. Are you are you mixing high fantasy with high high? Yeah, because it's,
1: it's super sci-fi. It's high sci-fi.
0: Yes. So yes, it's this new term, high sci-fi. That's a, a term I am trademarking. That I
1: don't know if it's been trademarked yet. Did but you
0: just do this to trademark it? Yeah.
1: Spectacles, testicles, wall, and watch. <laughs> That's how I get
0: things. <laughs> All right. So this issue kind of ties together pieces from the the first issue that we were given and maybe where the money is what's happening we know shit's shit's real bad where they're at that's for sure yes um the story is
1: from two different perspectives one of them is a captain of a ship who delivers goods when i was explaining it to someone else i said kind of like futurama Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, so, yeah, one one person is the people who deliver the goods to wherever they need, uh, and they all work for this company, is Lux the company? I believe so, yes. Yes. Yeah, so they transport Lux's goods. The other story is told from a girl from another planet who joins a monastery, and they are also working with, not supposed to be working with, Lux. So you can tell that their stories are about to converge.
0: Yeah, for sure. In a
1: real big way.
0: The stakes are interestingly high for both of the people involved just because it's their lives.
1: Yeah, very much their lives. The, uh, the girl in the monastery gave up everything, and like the main goal of the monastery is just obedience, just listening to the person in charge and mm-hmm. doing what they need you to do. And she is not that type of person. Even though she chose this path for herself. So it's very much a growing story. And like... Yeah. Whether, you know, speaking up when you see something is wrong or keeping your mouth shut to do what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it doesn't seem like she's going to keep her mouth shut. No. Which will be be absolutely fine. I'm I lo- I love this series. Like I was not disappointed with this issue. I love the interconnection of the re- like the religion and the corporation and how that builds into I don't know what kind of government this world has or if it's like a free for all or if Lux is not just like the corporation but also the government because it seems like they're that sort of en- entity. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. So I love all of that. Love it. It's good. The art.
1: Christian Ward does the art. We have mentioned him in previous episodes of yes. how much uh, we love his stuff. So, Hi sci-fi, Christian Ward. G. Willow Wilson. Do it. My, my turn. Okay, more War of the Realms. We got to tie-in here The Uncanny X-Men. I love Uncanny X-Men.
0: This now that is you're just caught up. Now
1: that I'm caught up, yes. I absolutely love it. So, in Uncanny... Cyclops and Wolverine have t- teamed up to save the mutants. And this, their little group of survivors are taken out of a fight that they're in the middle of and transported to, I think this is the Manhattan one, <laughs> transported to Manhattan where the Frost Giants are taking over. So they're kind of thrown into this fight <clears throat> with the the dark elves and the trolls and stuff and not knowing what the hell is going on yeah. because no one else is around. This does take place after, I think, issue two of War of the Realms, but it doesn't say... Can can you read that? Does it say it anywhere? I can't really see. Okay. I assume it takes place after the second issue because it does have but references to the Valkyries in it at the very end. This is only going to be a three-issue series, and I, I'd say if you liked War of the Realms or Uncanny X-Men... Check it out because it it's a it's a nice little story about the Uncanny X Men. Don't read this if you haven't read War of the Realms yet. I mean, you can if you're not reading War of the Realms, if you just want to read the Uncanny X Men part, but it's it's not going to make sense to you unless you have someone explain it to you. But
0: that seems like a lot of work. Yes,
1: <laughs> but yeah, the Uncanny X Men are introduced to an Asgardian who is the only Asgardian left on Earth at this point. So I liked it. I thought it was good.
0: Uh, I have Runaways. This is issue number 20. This picks up after the group gets Molly back from Alex, and she's just kind of wants to be left alone. I feel like she's very confused and you know, probably hurt just with everything that's happened to her in the past Mm -hmm. several issues. She's lost her family, like her grandmother, because she was evil. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and, you know, these people, the Gibberim tried to kill them. So I think there's just been a lot going on and Alex was able, easily able to like kind of mess with her head about that. This issue also deals a lot with Victor and some weird dreams he's having about Gert and her being in danger. It's, uh, I don't know, I like I said, I, I like the series and I, I feel like I've gone so far in it I can't.
1: There's no point in stopping yeah, now. Yeah, there's no point in stopping. Yeah.
0: Like, I've actually... Like, when I thought about not getting it anymore, I was like, well, I just kind of like the characters. Mm-hmm. Just kind of want to be around them, have them every once in a while. And I don't want to pick it up in trade, either, because I just don't want to have to read it all at once. Yeah. I like the idea of supporting Rainbow, too. Yeah. Yes. I highly
1: enjoy that idea, as well. Yeah. I don't know. I think if I would have started it at the beginning, too, like, there would obviously be multiple reasons why I would keep doing it.
0: Yeah. And I I do enjoy the characters, and I, like, for the most part, do enjoy the story, and this issue deals a lot with, uh, Gib, the Gibberim, he's just, like, hungry, he just keeps telling him, I'm all, I'm all the remains of the Gibberim, and I hunger, and they've, like, he tries to feed him a donut, and he just, like, spits it out. It's me. And they try to feed him something else, where is it at? Oh, he tries to eat old lace. <laughs> it's just like I am alone and I hunger. hunger. That's good. And Gert's like, I tried to make you a peanut butter sandwich and you just spit it out. So it's just what does he eat? Nothing? Souls.
1: Oh mm, that's a lot darker than I thought it was gonna
0: be. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I, I mean I as far as I can tell, souls because their parents used to sacrifice people for The The Gibberin, The Gibberim, so. Hmm, interesting. Kind of like that. Yeah, so maybe they're just going to have to murder someone to feed their friend. I would would do it for a friend. (laughs) If that's really what it came
1: down to, I'd be like, all right. How much do you care about your friends? Uh, A whole soul's worth. (laughs) (laughs) I am done. Okay. I have Mr. and Mrs. X. You know, it's ten issues in. We got some stuff happening in it. Uh, This issue, I believe, is just the conclusion of the the mojo verse that they got sucked into. Um, And it leads into this, the chapter that, like, I've been waiting for (laughs) 10 issues later. I didn't mean to make that sound like I was being an asshole because I do actually enjoy this series. (laughs) But what I've been waiting for is Remy's dad. Sorry, Gambit. Gambit's dad shows up and, you know, he's the Prince of Thieves so I assume what's going to happen is the throne is passed to him I don't know I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself I have like all these things in my head where I'm like this is exactly what's going to happen but so they they finish up Mojoverse they end up uh, banging and then Rogue gets a call from Captain America <laughs> who does she get a- Captain Marvel they ended up banging yeah they banged yeah. they were stuck in Mojoverse for so long that he was like wait a minute we gotta make a detour at home he pets his cat, and then they bang. Like an actual cat, not not rogues. <laughs> inner cat. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic here. <laughs> but she gets a call from Captain Marvel, which I believe takes place in Captain Marvel number four, in case you guys want to know. Number three. Number three, it says. So she leaves, and Gambit is left with his dad, which... Seems like he had been there the whole time. I was about to ask, did his dad watch them bang? Well, he's like, you know, she leaves and he says, you can come out now. And his dad, who looks exactly like him.
0: <laughs> you can come out now. I've known you were here the whole time. I just had to get this bang in. Yeah,
1: he said, sorry, didn't want to interrupt. So he was probably just like in the closet listening to him bang the whole time. Oh Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, this is issue number 10. Has... Rogue met his dad? I don't think so. And I think that's where a lot of the new chapter is going to venture into. Because if you know anything about Gambit, you know that his life in New Orleans was very rough. So when he joined the X-Men, he left that all behind. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that Rogue knows a lot of his... Or if she does know his story, she doesn't know a lot of the people that he stole from. Yes, Mr. And Mrs. X again. I do like it. Uh, I didn't want to dissuade anyone from <laughs> getting it because if you, I don't know, like Rogue or Gambit, you'll enjoy that. It's plus, cute.
0: It's fun. Plus, there's banging in that one. Yeah.
1: Um. Actually, in a in a lot, in, <laughs> in a lot of the issues. Which I always
0: say, I just want him to fuck. Goose. Goose is on my I'm shirt. He can't hear. I'm
1: sorry. I got the not school on mine. Yeah.
0: They have
1: <laughs> Cover his face. He looks shocked.
0: <laughs> I don't want to hear about people banging. Are you going to go Goose again in or happens. do
1: you want me to go? Uh, I can go since I have okay. a few more than okay. you. This is the first issue of Jughead, The Hunger versus Vampironica. I, I loved Vampironica. It was only five issues long and it was just Veronica large. Large. <laughs> Lodge. I'm sorry. These glasses just turned me into another person. I'm gonna take them off for good this time. I'm I'm not gonna Should have I them. Should I throw them in the trash? No, because I need them for Thor 3D. Anyway, Veronica Large uh, becomes a vampire. <laughs> <God> <laughs> <did> <laughs> why do i keep saying it
0: i don't know that time you said you sounded very proud of yourself
1: because i thought i said it right lodge lodge veronica lodge i almost said large again as i was saying lodge i'm just gonna say ronnie veronica ronnie she's a mm-hmm. vampire riverdale has a bunch of vampires she's killing off the other vampires Jughead the Hunger is about Jughead being a werewolf. I've only read the first issue of the Jughead one, so I'm not exactly sure what the story is, mm-hmm. like what, what's happening in it. But this just, you know, converges, brings the two together. And uh, I don't want to like spoil anything for Vampironica for anyone who hasn't read it, but in the conclusion of Vampironica, things are supposedly back to normal. And this, she discovers they are not. Mm. So yeah, the first issue just kind of deals with her coming to that realization and then i think the jughead stuff is going to be coming in i really really enjoyed vampironica which is why i picked this one up and i don't not like it i'm just curious to see where it's going to be
0: going yeah yeah okay while we're talking about horror books i'm going to talk about little girls that is the title of this book not anything else (laughs) what is it about Little girls. Oh, okay. It's okay. about two uh, young women from, or er, who live in Ethiopia, and there's been murders going around, and the people say it's a monster, as, you know, as people do. Naturally. And these girls end up becoming friends, decide to hunt down Monster, and... All the stuff ensues they find what it is because they just think it's hyenas and i mean it kind of is but not not exactly so it thought was okay it was a i enjoyed the story for the most part i just not what you expected it not, to be. not not yeah not what i expected it to be and honestly i feel like if i had like if I had enjoyed the art a little bit more, I may have enjoyed the story a little bit more. The art kind of took me out of it, but I don't think that could be necessarily true for everybody else just because it is somewhat realistic and it does have like kind of like a cartoony tone and almost reminds me of like, not like Aeon Flux, but you know what I'm saying in that like sense. Yeah, I know. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Yeah. So like kind of like, elongated features. But I would suggest it. I wouldn't say don't get it. It's just one self-contained story and you get an interesting little little tale for the most part.
1: Yeah, when it was in previews, I was interested. I just didn't... I'm trying not to do the, the trades because then I'll get like way out of control.
0: Yeah, and I just like... It just sounded interesting enough for me to want to pick up. And... It was good. I don't regret my decision to buy it. But will I read it again? Probably not.
1: I might borrow it from you okay. and read it. That's possible. I am interested. And that is what I have to say about little girls. Okay. I have issue number two of Dark Red. Uh, this is a vampire story. The main character, Chip, is a janitor at a gas station. He is also a vampire. Um, He lives in a small town that's, you know, typical backwoods America. Just everyone there is fat and racist and white. Classic, right? He pretty much...
0: Classic. (laughs)
1: Classic. He figured out a way to exist as a vampire without killing humans, so that's what he does. He lives in his tiny little house, talks shit about all the people he lives with. Not in the house, in in the city Mm -hmm. he lives in. Town, I guess, city sounds too... Industrial, technological. Yes. Yes, you know.
0: Yes.
1: He lives in a town, but he has a friend who has a blood disorder that causes her to have too much blood. And rather than like going to the hospital to get it like fixed, like once a week or a month or whatever, she just goes to him and it's like, hey, take out however much you need. I'll be mm-hmm. back next week. Blood for you. <laughs> Here's my blood. <laughs> um, he is found out by a league of extraordinary vampires. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad. Higher-up vampires who discovered that his way of life could actually work at like preserving vampire lives. The thing is, they're Nazis, <laughs> and Chip does not like Nazis. Nor do we. No, no one, no one should. Yeah. I don't... Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is one of those where I really like the story. I think it's fun. I don't know, other than the fact that he hates Nazis, too, um, I don't really care for the main character. He just, he seems, I don't know, a lot of the things that he says yeah. is like, well, just fucking deal with it. You're a vampire, bro. Right. You can do anything you want. You choose to live underneath your house in a pile of dirt. Oh, my God. I don't think he realizes that, like, vampires don't have to kill. Yeah. You can just feed on people and leave them. You don't have to change them. You don't have to kill them. Sorry, I'm I'm getting off topic here. I don't know if this is going to be an ongoing or not. I keep forgetting to look. I assume yeah. it's going to be just limited, maybe like five or six issues. But it also kind of...
0: Are you fucking serious?
1: It also kind of seems like the writers maybe want to make it go longer than that, so they're... Making it so if they need to tie it up, they can. Yeah. But if they want to keep going, they, they also, also can. can. Yeah. So Dark Red, number two. It's not bad. It's all right.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then. This is how this week's been. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I liked them. Yeah. They, they were good. Right. Yeah. Fun read. Comics. Yeah, it's all right. Comics. So
1: I, ha- I haven't read this one. I'm not going to lie. I special ordered this because it's a tie-in to War of the Realms. Never really read Venom before. I saw the movie, had a few laughs, but I've never, I don't know, Venom's just never been like my thing. Like, yeah, I'm going to fucking read every single Venom comic that I can. I I picked this one up because I did actually want to like maybe... Think about getting Venom. Yeah, yeah, just just think about it. And I mean, why not start with a story that I'm really into right now? I just have a lot of problems with some of the people working on this. And as I was like attempting to read it, like flipping through it, I was remembering I will read this, because I I did spend money on it, and I, and I, <laughs> I am curious, because I had flipped through and like had seen a couple of pages, and the art is actually... I really, really like the art, so we'll see. If you have an opinion on this, let me know. Tell me I'm wrong.
0: Tell me I'm wrong.
1: I would love it. Well, lastly, we've got Heroes in Crisis, number eight.
0: This series is almost over. Yeah, there's, there's one more issue, and... This issue just made me want to scream in the best way possible, and I'm pretty sure I made a lot of noise when I was reading it. Yeah, I, I took a lot of interesting shapes when I was trying to read it. <laughs> uh, this ties pretty much every single thing together. From all of our confusion for the first several issues, it, it tells you exactly what's going on and. It's nice to have those pieces put together. It just felt like a, like almost like finishing a puzzle. And with this last issue, I hope it just kind of completes the whole thing, like where it's just like, oh, this is a beautiful puzzle, and I love it. Do you think Tom King is depressed? <laughs> that's a, That's an interesting question, because you can definitely tell that he's dealt with depression or at least has done a lot of research into that, but this felt very personal, especially within the first few pages of what's happening and the idea of feeling alone when other people are also struggling. And not realizing that they're struggling because of the way that
1: you're feeling.
0: Yeah. And it definitely brings the idea forward too, that you never know what's happening in somebody else's life and we all suffer in different ways. So it was, I absolutely loved it. I
1: I did. I did also. I liked getting it from this perspective of this person that I've never really read too much about before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, growing up, I know who they are. I know like stories and stuff about him. Yes. But seeing, okay, seeing these superheroes struggling with this kind of thing and like having this kind of dialogue. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> It's really good, uh, yeah. and it's really relatable, and I think that's the one thing that I do love the most about the way Tom King writes is I feel like he writes just for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I, I wasn't actually getting emotional. I got an eyelash actually, in my you eye. stuff in the eye. Yeah.
0: No, and it, it feels like he, I don't know, it just, it's something interesting to bring this mystery story into it and, I don't know, find a way to make, I don't, eh, I don't know what to say 100%, but I think this is a really good story and I I really would I I would really say you should read it.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely do. In this issue it does actually explain how Booster and Harley were um, involved or were not involved or, or why whatever. they're a part hmm. of the story, and I think that was also a very interesting thing, a twist.
0: It I was, thought it, it was yeah, a good twist. I thought it
1: was a, a really good twist, especially since
0: it was very apparent that they were involved, but mm-hmm. you just didn't know how. Right? Yeah. There's one issue left. I would say that maybe a slight familiarity with the DC universe would come in handy. Not like a whole bunch, but at least the ability to know who like main characters are. This art. Yeah, the art is just that. That just goodness. That goodness.
1: It's uh yeah, it's it's really good. There's one issue left and then I'm just I'm ready to see how Tom King is gonna break our heart this time because
0: Mr. Miracle destroyed me. I just I think I ha- I think I have an idea of how the last issue is gonna wrap up, especially with all of the pieces being put together. And mm-hmm. I have all of the issues out to like reread as like a whole and especially since I had a pretty good idea of what was happening from the beginning.
1: <laughs> yeah, no Champ was right. Champ called mostly everything that happened.
0: Except for the fucking one, like the one thing that I don't want to talk about right now because I just don't want to ruin anything. But yes, it it has been satisfying to kind of been like been able to take the small pieces that I had and creep my way through it. See, and I'm not good at that game. So it
1: was really fun for me to guess up like whatever scenarios I could find and then just be wrong about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It sounds like something that would make a lot of people frustrated, but I really enjoy that Yeah, because I like knowing like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. That's one of my favorite parts. And that's why I think why I liked this one so much was because I am not very familiar with DC. So I had to Google who a lot of these people were. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm not a, a true comic fan. I there's a lot I don't know. But yeah, I had to Google a lot about like some of the characters that were mentioned to understand why they were significant to mm-hmm. those certain parts in the story. But I still had so much fun with it.
0: Yeah, no, it's like it's a good, good mystery story and I was very satisfied and yeah, can't wait for the last issue. Yeah,
1: it's it's gonna be good, so
0: pick it up. Pick it up and trade, probably.
1: Or fuck. Just, I'm sure a lot of people will have like single issues, especially because there were a lot of like second, third, and fourth printings that just recently came out. Printings just came out. Yeah.
0: Check out your local comic book store.
1: Do it. Okay, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Wednesday. It's Wednesday.
0: Have a good, good day, friends. Witness day. We'll uh, talk to us about your comics sometime. Tell us. Bye. Bye.